Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey everybody, you won't recognize my voice, but you probably already noticed the lower energy level. So my name is Lee Schwartz, and I am hosting today's 100th episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. With me today are honored guests that I shall be interviewing, Patrick Kirby and Abby Furchner. Welcome. Hi. Thanks. This is great to be the show guests. <laughs> so the format today will be a little bit different. Today, Patrick and Abby are the guests. So we're going to share some behind the scenes info about the podcast, some trivia about the show, and maybe a little bit of advice about if you're thinking about starting your own podcast. So mm. as, as you tend to do with your own guests, we'll start with the really easy questions yep. first. So... Patrick, I guess this was for you. What inspired you to do the podcast in the first place? Um, so I got a big boy office uh, about a year ago, uh, a, little, a little over a year ago, and there was an extra office where I could have had an office, but I like the big little space. <clears throat> and I go, what am I going to do there? And I said, well, if I put a podcast studio in there, I'll eventually have to do a podcast. And so uh, without thinking about what the podcast was going to be or what I was going to do a podcast on, I built the studio as if it was going to be a podcast, which is like a really terrible thing to do and have as a, as a reason to do it. Uh, I wanted to have content. Uh, I didn't know it in one form. I just, I, it was, it was something that I thought it was kind of cool and hip and they didn't know anything about, which is why I think about four seconds after this thing was built, I called you. I think that was actually the, the timeline in which, uh, which that happened. And that is my role here. I do the editing and publishing for Patrick's podcast and have all 100 episodes once we get through this one. So Correct. It's been uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. In fact, I did my own podcast last year and, and thought figured out this is actually more fun than doing my own. So, <laughs> so uh, for both of you, what's your favorite part of doing the podcast? Oh, boy. Um, I would say my favorite part is just being able to be a little bit more authentic and have our personality show a little bit more. Obviously, we obviously try to be our absolute selves, even talking with clients and going into meetings. But um, I just think it's so much fun to be able to talk with people and let them show their personalities as well and get their advice on things. There's so many, there's so many aspects to it. But I think definitely being able to just chit chat with people and you know, have real life conversations. I think it's amazing that you can call anywhere, uh, anyone, anywhere and ask them to be on a podcast and they'll say yes. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Like the type of people we've had on this show already um, is ridiculous. And they're from all over the world and they're from every state and every corner of the U.S. and Canada. And like it's really kind of bizarre. So like it, I never expected to meet half of these people. 
a lot of them we still uh, keep in touch yeah. and we're either Facebook buddies or uh, text message buddies or we've worked together in some sort of capacity or we ended up doing conferences together. Like it's crazy the web we have woven from the uh, Do Good Better side. Nice alliteration, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that was really good. Can and I address I, uh, my please. second favorite thing? <laughs> We get free alcohol. Yeah. So, I just thought I'd address this because it's literally sitting right in front of me. And yeah. people are like, wow, we have coffee, we have ginger ale, and we have champagne and a whole bottle in front of Abby. Well, we, it's just for celebration. What we haven't done in an episode is to, like literally have a, a, a dozen drinks. And they'll oh go, my. you know what I really think? <laughs> is it oh. Hot Stuff? Is that the uh, YouTube show where yes. they empty chicken wings? Yes. And you could do that yeah. with alcohol, right? I think that's a great idea. That's a, the, the, like the higher the... Yeah. Content, the harder the liquor gets, it could go up. That'll be our 200th episode I right think there. We've already, we've already <laughs> built it. I love that. <laughs> well, you say you two are certainly nothing if not authentic. I think you guys do a great job of connecting with the community. You guys have your own multimedia company going here in addition to what you do with the podcast. But I do think podcasts uh, certainly make people feel like they know you personally. And I think that's the way you, like radio used to be. And mm-hmm. certainly is to some extent... But people used to know the radio people, almost treat them like they were their closest friends because they listened to them for two or three or four hours every day. Mm. And you guys are, uh, as of last count, 94 hours into this part podcast. Jeez. Holy so. smokes. It's so fun to know these facts because we don't know that. No, we don't. I mean, we so don't, we just, we don't no. track a lot of it because, I mean, we're so in, we're, we're just like, all right, well, let's do another one. Like, this is a really good yeah. episode kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. We don't track a lot of the time. We actually kind of, from a podcast standpoint, we just... Like, hey, we're going to have a conversation, and as the conversation ends, or it seems like a natural end to it, that's kind of when we do it. So, that's, yeah. That's we, we let you track all of us. Yeah. <laughs> track all the stuff. We appreciate you. <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little bit later. we got lots <laughs> of more fun facts and trivia. So, so what part of podcasting do you find the most challenging? What, like, what didn't you expect when you decided to start doing this twice a week? That, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, we put out – we put out – at the beginning of this, we want to do 100 episodes. Like, we're going to race to 100 episodes. We weren't going to make it sloppy, uh, but we want to do 100 episodes and get there and then sort of reevaluate kind of when we, um, what we wanted to do next, which is like, again, continue it. The hardest part was the consistency. We needed to do this many uh, things and then just kind of run with it uh, and not just give up on the whole thing. So Yeah. I think from, like, a social media and marketing side – I think the hardest thing has been to figure out ways to develop, you know, your marketing social media for people to click the links, to go and listen. It was definitely kind of test runs, like what time should we be posting yeah. at? Should we be posting on these days? So um, I think that was a challenge too, just how are we engaging with our audience um, off the mic as well? Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of my toughest challenge with it. Yeah, I do think that's something that people don't really see. They don't, they see the, they listen to the podcast and so they mm-hmm. hear what, what's being said, but they don't know the amount of preparation you have to put into it right. before you bring a guest on. And your guests have, like you said, all over the map, all over the country. And they've been marketing experts, a guy from Tesla, and yeah. you've had uh, some small nonprofits locally. I mean, you've had really a great cross-section of the nonprofit community on board, but for that reason, you have to kind of educate yourself yeah. on a lot of different things, right? right. <laughs> I feel way smarter now having a hundred conversations in my belt about a hundred different things. Right. For sure. Because you don't you don't know what you don't know until you start mm-hmm. researching and then you're like, wow, mm-hmm. that's really cool. And I think that is the interesting part of kind of why we started in the first place was let's give an insight to 
nonprofits or groups or people that you don't know. Like this was kind of an exploratory thing from us, but at the same time, you know, I hope it, the audience kind of felt that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break, uh, something we don't normally do during, during the show, but we have a couple of uh, people that want to say hi uh, during the break, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll share a little trivia, a little some stats about the show that we've talked about before. We'll be right back. Hi friends, Amanda McKinnon here. Patrick and Abby, wow, 100 episodes. That is so freaking awesome. Uh, Way to continue to rock this podcast. Thank you for having me on as a guest. And as always, I'm excited to see you continue to do good. This is Erica Johnsrud, and I wanted to say congratulations, Patrick and Abby, on your 100th episode. Thanks for sharing your passion for helping others do good. So welcome back. Before we get to, to some impressive stats about the podcast, uh, here's some uh, little trivia about the show. So the girl's voice who does the intro and the closing for every show, her name is Michaela. She is from Los Angeles. She's a professional voice actress. And we've actually found her on the website Fiverr, so she does this for a living. And uh, the song, the song, Patrick and I went back and forth quite a long time about the song before we started. (laughs) And uh, the song is actually called Safety Net. And if you Google safety underscore net, you can find about 12 other things about on YouTube that use that same song. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of funny. So when we were uh, first starting to talk about music for the show, I was trying to find something that matched Patrick's energy, which is what, maybe like metal rap? Or, yes. Uh, <laughs> and kind of decided we were looking for something that was more like a Mumford & Sons vibe. But Patrick, I remember that you wanted the intro to be like your favorite 90s grunge song, and I don't remember what that was. Yeah, well, there was a, well, there was a couple of them. I think I actually meshed a couple of them together uh, for you. And I think your reaction was, uh, well, that's, that's an option. And it, like, it was one of those immediate things where like, okay, clearly I have gotten this vibe uh, wrong completely. I always thought it would be hilarious to have like a thrash metal song at the beginning of this. Like that's what I thought would be funny. Oh, wow. And of course, clearly most of the things one does as an entrepreneur just to keep yourself not bored is like, well, I'm going to do these things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee correctly, by the way, said, uh, no, your audience might not get that right. or uh, want that maybe go a different direction. So well, like, and a lot of the stories that you tell on the podcast have some really tug at the heartstrings. Yes. And maybe right. a thrash metal opening doesn't really... Right. It doesn't match directly, yeah. It doesn't match. We yeah. have to mix that up. Yeah, no, no, it's... it's uh, again, why one hires experts to Correct. help with things, yes. So uh, one thing that I really don't even know myself is the logo you created for the podcast. It's really well done with the paper airplane and everything else, but I've never mm-hmm. really heard the story of how you created that. Well, we started putting together uh, a couple of things like the uh, the Do-Gooders Conference and uh, Do Good Better events. And we wanted the thing to look exactly kind of like our original logo at Do Good Better Consulting. So we wanted some sort of element. Um, I have had um, my friend Shelby Zock, mm-hmm. who has designed every alternative logo that I've used outside of our original one. And she came up with it, um, and it was the second one that she designed. Like, she designed five. She always designs four of them. 
And the way that she does uh, submissions to me for approval is she'll do the first one, which she knows she doesn't like. And then the second one, which he really, really loves. And the third one is like, well, if he doesn't love this one, at least this is second best. And then the fourth one's also a throwaway. And I've known that <laughs> since we've selected uh, new uh, logos all the time. She put it at second, and I just trusted her gut with that. And that's how it actually came to be. That's wow. funny. I used to work for advertising agencies, and we would do a similar thing when we showed a client, like, here's three versions of it. But we obviously like one better than yep. the other right. two. So that's position it. Yeah. Apparently, that's a thing. Yeah. Huh. <gasps> So we'll talk about the top five episodes of all time, and I'll just preface this with the number one episode was the intro you did, but it's only about 10 seconds long, so we don't count that one. Yeah. So yeah. we'll count <laughs> down from five. The number five top episode of all time is the season one finale, so that was exactly 50 episodes ago, and that was one that Abby did solo, and Abby Whoa. has admitted to not being terribly comfortable going solo on these. Yeah. So it's great that that ended up being one of our top five. I... I... See, Would have I, never guessed. Every once in a while, I'm like, hey, can you do the podcast episode today? Because i got something, you know, some fire coming up. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> it always I'm turns out a... way better <laughs> than most other. Like, it's, yeah, it's always fantastic. <laughs> well, and, and I've shared this with Abby before. It's not natural to talk into a microphone and listen to your own voice for a straight half hour. No. Right. Unless you're Patrick Curry. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> Which I find myself doing on a regular basis, even if there's not a microphone. Exactly. In front of there you go. Exactly. So number four all time was one of my favorite local nonprofits. Is Dear Nikumama, and maybe oh, you remember yeah. that episode. Uh, they have their own podcast. It's really inspiring. Bring mm-hmm. your Kleenex because those stories mm-hmm. are tough to listen to. But uh, the cup, the pair that runs that podcast and that we're here on the show do such a good job with it. Yeah. They just they are telling a story that's really difficult to tell. They are showing a lot of empathy for that that group uh, whole uh, audience of, of mothers who've lost children that don't have a lot of other outlets to to share their stories or to find solace in the comfort of others yeah. so it's great that they do that yeah that was a great I remember even just that we just heard about them and then we yep. dove into what it was and same thing we we're like what this is a thing so and cool. um, and that's you know that's another reason why I think I love working in the nonprofit realm is that there are gaps in services or um, or people who are you know, need something that the government can't, shouldn't, or won't do. And the nonprofit steps in every single time and finds those really weird niches that you wouldn't think would be needed. And there's a nonprofit for everyone. And it's just that's the cool thing about this whole. Yeah, it's a great example. So the number three episode of all time was very recent. Uh, it was Ben Schwartz, no relation, from Tesla government. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I don't recall exactly what Ben's topic was. What was it again? Uh, he was talking about research and sort of the analytics side to sort of like they they were trying to uh, give uh, analytics and how to make the government run better. And so we were talking about, yeah, if you're making government run better, which is like that you don't have to think about the most impossible thing in the entire world. Yeah. How can we use what your strategies were to make nonprofits better? And it was fascinating. I, I'm usually the dumbest person on the podcast. That's usually typically how it goes anyway. This was exponentially uh, more, I was like, this is the smartest human being I've ever spoken to. And I was like, I hope I don't make a complete ass of myself yeah. saying something completely stupid. Yeah. So It was interesting <laughs> researching it for the, Very. just for the show notes alone were a challenge. So that's good to know. 
Uh, so the number two episode of all time was season two, episode four, and that was one that the, both, the two of you did together on public speaking. So there must be an audience for this that ended up being the number two episode of all time says that there's probably a lot of people out there searching for podcasts mm-hmm. about how to do a better job of public speaking and yeah. do better. I, I know even, I mean, even me, like public speaking is such a fear and I think it all just comes down to you don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, you don't want to sound dumb. At least, like, that's my fear. And, like, a lot of people, when I talk to them about public speaking, it's, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, what if I don't know an answer, you know, during Q&A? Um, so that surprises me, but it doesn't at the same time because I know public speaking is everyone's, like, huge phobia. Everybody but. Yeah. Well, me, I, I thrive on it. I, which is, this pandemic has grown uh, very uh, wary on my uh, my need to get out in front of people. You know, it's funny, and I always thought it was hilarious that Abby doesn't like public speaking, coming from a place where she was very public and speaking in places <laughs> that were public. Right? Yeah, would it terrified most people. Right. Yeah. So it never made sense to me, and I'm still confused to this day. It's so. It's just it's, there's something about talking to a camera versus talking to a human that. Just sits with you better. Yeah, I'll give you that. I just, it's still weird. To me. Yeah. So the number one episode of all time was episode three. So it was it was the beginning of the year, almost a year ago today, in fact. Uh, and that was for Operation Phantom Support. And that was kind of a military-based food pantry uh, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And the guest was uh, John Valentine. And John was very well-versed. He had, he could, you could tell he had been a very... Uh, well-schooled podcast guest because he was really spot on with how he delivered his message. Uh, yeah, he is, he's remarkable. And he's another one of those people that took a risk by doing the early podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I have become friends. I, te- oh. I, te- I, we text and talk more than, uh, I would expect from, uh, from a fast talking, uh, military man down in, in Texas. And I, I did a, we did a follow-up episode with him. Uh, I think it was. I, I want to say he was one of our follow-up episodes where we did another one later on in the uh, in the season. To say, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I talked with him recently. He had served more people this past year than they've ever served, mm-hmm. uh, which is both sad and amazing at the same time. It's one of those yeah. things. Uh, and then he's putting on a bunch of uh, military conferences for uh, nonprofits. He started something uh, called uh, uh, Combat Boxes so that you can buy a, a gift box for oh, wow. uh, veterans and oh. send it to them, and it's filled with all these sort of goodies and things. Mm. If you don't follow uh, Operation Phantom Support, you should. They're an amazing organization. If you find yourself in Texas, go down with a big sack of cash and give it to them. So uh, they're great. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'll, I'm going to kind of hammer out some facts and figures mm. here about the show, and then we'll get back into a couple more questions. So downloads, it's kind of the measuring stick for most uh, nonprofit, or I guess any uh, podcast, but you have over 5,000 official downloads. You probably have closer to 8,000 real downloads. Uh, the podcast uh, measuring system is still, I mean, like it took 50 years for us to have a measuring system for radio right. and TV. <laughs> right. Podcasts have not achieved that quite yet. So uh, they're, depending on what source you check, and uh, you get a different number every time. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing you have close to 8,000 downloads by now, which is fantastic because the single most uh, the, the single greatest factor in determining the amount of downloads you get and how f- famous your podcast will be is if you were famous or not before you started the podcast. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the bit. If you look at the top 10, they're pretty much all read by yep. people who are already celebrities. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the fact that you're only a local celebrity so far, maybe regional by now. 
soon to be. <laughs> let's go. Let's go national. Let's do that. <laughs> it's funny that I bet that didn't count even uh, YouTube. You know, because right, right. we do this on YouTube as well, and that's yep. that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, where are people listening from? Ninety-four percent are from North America, so USA, Canada, Mexico. But you've had listeners on every single continent, Ooh. which is kind of impressive. That's and fun. That is fun. The top countries listed are the United States, South Africa, Canada, and the UK. English-speaking countries. That kind of yes. makes sense. Yep. You have a strange amount of followers in South Africa. Have we figured that it. out yet? Well, we have. Well, I think. I don't know if we have. Um, one of our, um, one of our. Well, I don't know. It was interesting to watch. I think we got it, we shut up to like number two yep, in the yep. Apple iTunes chart, like with chartable we like, or whatever. What? And we're like, where on earth is this coming from? Uh, we, I don't know. It's great. Hi, South yeah. Africa fans. Uh, let's go. We're gonna do a live tour through. That's our next voyage. Yes. We're gonna do a conference in South Africa. It's gonna be amazing. So 70% of your audience listen to their on their iPhones specifically, okay. mm. which is interesting to know. But we also publish the podcast for other channels, including Spotify. So you can listen to it on any way you get Spotify delivered. And you can even ask Amazon Alexa to play the podcast for you, which my kids think is pretty cool. Yes. So they can just get it through Alexa, the same podcast they hear me working on all yep. week long. So. <laughs> and it's like, great, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, rating, so... You have your ratings for the show, mm-hmm. and there might be people more famous than you to do podcasts, but nobody's got a higher rating. Yeah. You have a perfect five-star rating. Woo! <laughs> so you can't top that. <laughs> so the rankings you mentioned earlier, uh, so among nonprofit podcasts, for a while, you were ranked number seven in the entire United States, which is, again, so is amazing. I know, it's crazy. Because it's like a lot of other things that are like SEO related. You don't get yeah. these rankings until you've been around for a while, usually. No. And you grow the audience and your name is out there and you've got some history developed. So to be number seven in the United States at anything is pretty amazing. But as you mentioned, you were also number two in South Africa for quite a while. <laughs> and those numbers kind of fluctuate a little bit so cool. up and down. But like I said, it's pretty amazing considering, A, you're not world famous yet. And, again, it's your first year, so. It's crazy. Outstanding numbers, though, for your first 100 episodes. So a couple more questions. You guys don't just podcast. You guys have a well-rounded media experience for your customers and for your audience. So why, do you, why did you make that such a big priority? I think it's a gap in nonprofits is understanding that. They, they are so good at programming, right? They're so good at trying to make the world a better place that you got to pick a lane and picking media is probably not a lane that a lot pick. And so they're, they don't know what they don't know. And they're so curious. And, and that's why it's so nice to have Abby on as sort of a reference point, too. To like, hey, this is kind of what you need to talk about or what you need to do. Or here's, here's what a press release would look like. And here's why I would show up if I was a reporter back, you know, in you know, the day, why I would find that interesting. And I think that's just a need nonprofits um, don't have at their fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, just talking with clients, um, a lot of them, they when they, when I go and look at their Facebook pages, a lot of it's resharing of other information and not really generating their own content. Mm-hmm. And so I think we wanted to definitely bring that side of media in in social in social media is how you can, you know, generate your own content, why it's important for you to focus on your social media too as well. So yeah. Lots of reasons. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think 2020 it just amplified the need for communication because yeah. suddenly you're not making these face-to-face asks anymore. You are forced to communicate through a Zoom call or some other way uh, electronically. Right. So it's communication more important than ever. And there's a lot of people that know something about marketing. Right. Pretty much everybody does, right? But you guys uh, really come. You guys really give them a lot of good expertise, and that expertise can really only come from being experts at it yourself. Yeah. You know. I think the number one piece of advice that I always give clients is, like we we've been saying, it right now everything is virtual, everything is social media. That's how we're interacting the most because face to face is not the way to go right now. Um, what why it was so important for them to generate their own content is because a donor or a volunteer or someone that's just looking at your Facebook page, looking at your social media, social media, people make your first impression within three seconds. Mm -hmm. So if you're just a bunch of resharing and not your own content, they're going to be like, I don't understand what this organization even is. And then they're going to move on. So like, that's why bringing in media was just so important, mm-hmm. I think. And it was such an easy fix. Yeah. Like, just to do that, and now they refocus, and it's, right. it's, it's almost instantly fixed. Yep. And then I think it's a lot. That's what people like, I think, about us, is that we can come in and just, in a, in a matter of moments, there's like a, now you can do X, Y, and Z. And that, I think, yeah. is nice. Well, and it, it's focused on fundraising for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. And really, it's focused on the toughest part of their job, and hopefully that all those... All those asks that you do, all the marketing that you do, makes that actual ask Ask, easier, right? Right. Absolutely. All right, some easier questions for you. Patrick, I want to know. Patrick, if if for those who don't know, is probably the foremost MC in our entire region. Uh, He does such a great job with everything. And I want to know, which event would you love to host? Because I'm guessing it's like it's not the Grammys, it's not the Oscars. It's probably something like Comic-Con or yeah. or something like the Video Game Awards. Yeah, you what nailed it that? right there. I want to go. I want to go and do uh, – I want to do video game stuff. And I want to come on and I want to announce like all the cool new Blizzard games. And I want to do like – The Blizzard games. Yeah, and a Riot. I want to do like here's all the brand new characters in League of Legends. So I want to kick that <laughs> off. Or like that's what I really want to do. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of the podcast was interviewing uh, Jeremy De La Rosa from Leyline, which was – and he was a former, you know uh, – sort of bigwig at Blizzard. And we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about that South Park episode that ripped off a uh, World of Warcraft. And again, this is literally for me occasionally. It's all, I just go, it's it's all just over like people's this. heads. But yeah, I would get the nerdiest dang thing in the world and I would want to emcee that one. And I would probably get booed off the stage because I'm not nerdy enough or I'm not like, but I just think it would be very cool. Yes. And Abby, you come from a background that most of us, I mean, that's extremely unique. Anybody who's actually been in TV on camera as a reporter and a show host, <laughs> it seems to most people that that would be a very easy transition to podcasting. That, like we talked about a little bit earlier, going from having to be on camera and makeup ready and wind blowing in your hair and everything right. else to doing this seems like it should be an easy transition, but I know you've struggled with it a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's just a, dip, a different atmosphere altogether. Um, I was really, really lucky that my position, I was allowed to express my personality a lot. Um, I was very much able to be myself in most scenarios. Um, so not so much the conversational aspect was difficult because once again, I get to be myself on this podcast as well, but I just think, um, the, the I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it. Just the atmosphere is different. Um, I don't feel 
<laughs> stressed out, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, coming into a new world, I never worked with nonprofits. I worked mm-hmm. with them on morning shows, um, but I never worked uh, in this way with them having to give them advice and have them coming to me for help. Um, so I think that was like my biggest fear. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, nobody really wants to sound dumb or like they don't know what they're talking about. So in the beginning of starting up the podcast, I was like, Patrick would ask me a marketing question and I was like, I don't know. I don't remember. And so I think that was my biggest fear is I wanted to make sure that I was contributing in the way I should be to the podcast. Um, and I think that was the most difficult. And also, I'm not, I'm just, I was t- at least talking to Marley, who was my photographer in the morning. Oh. She was behind the camera where I'm like talking to Patrick or I'm talking to this wall in front of us. Yep. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it, that's just a little different too. But. Well, I, th- I think it's great because you do a, a really nice job of kind of admitting your vulnerability mm-hmm. when you're on the air. Yeah. When you're doing the podcast. And I think it makes everybody else, because everybody else could certainly relate to right. it, yes. like, right. those little small yes. feelings of insecurity that we all get when we're trying to do something public, right? Yes. Right. So we're going to take a little break again. Uh, We'll hear from a couple more of the uh, former podcast uh, guests uh, saying hi. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some other podcasts that we like and Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit about who Patrick and Abby think would be great guests. So Mm -hmm. we'll be right back. This is Rebecca Undam, and I just wanted to congratulate Patrick and Abby on their 100th episode. Thank you guys so much for helping all of us do good better. You guys rock. Hey, it's Karen. I wanted to congratulate both Patrick and Abby on their 100th episode. You both have truly made an impact in the Fargo-Moorhead community, and I am so excited to see and listen to your next 100 episodes. Welcome back to the official Do Good Better podcast 100th episode. So some final questions before we wrap up. Uh, so I'll start with Abby. Abby, who would be your perfect podcast guest? doesn't have to be in the nonprofit world. Okay, good, because it's definitely in the crime world, the <laughs> true crime. If I could interview um, Sarah Conning, she was the host of Serial, which was one of my mm. favorite podcasts. Um, she, she goes through every new season is a, uh, a crime that she digs into. And like, actually a lot of them, she talks or interviews those people from jail. And I think it'd be so much fun to sit down and interview her on like her insight and, and where she began and why this is so intriguing to her and hearing kind of her stories and her path. I think that would be so cool. But any really true crime host, I think would be super fun. Yeah, true crime is actually probably the most popular category oh, so of podcasts. Good. You know, it certainly is for TV too. I mean, Netflix has kind of made us all crime junkies, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's natural, I guess, that it kind of migrated over to podcasts. But that serial podcast has been in the top oh. twenty for years already. Yeah. If you haven't as listened long as she's to been it, doing it, right? If you haven't listened to it, you have to. So good, Patrick. Perfect guest. Um, my perfect guest um, is a guest I have been pursuing. And I don't want to give a preview or anything, <laughs> but I, I'm pursuing. Uh, it's Joan Gary. Uh, mm-hmm. She started doing this a long time ago in the nonprofit world. She's probably the number one. Uh, you know, she's she's always top three for like podcasts. Anyway, um, she's sort of the guru of gurus within the nonprofit realm. Um, we were lucky enough to have her at our conference last year. 
but I didn't get enough time to like sit down and just ask her all of the questions. Mm-hmm. So my dad, I'm, my, I'm throwing it out there into the universe, in the <laughs> podcast world. Uh, to have her on as a guest, but just because I think, because that would come full circle. Like it's right. Like I wanted to be when I started this whole journey. I wanted to be the the male version of Joan Gary anyway. And I feel like this way can get the come full circle that way. I, that's what I would like to do. I do recall you kind of giving a shout out yeah. when I think you ranked ahead of her for a brief time, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Your your podcast ranking was just slightly ahead of slightly her podcast, ahead. and it was at a, least for a week or two. It was, and I would I I took a screenshot of it, so I have proof of it. <laughs> Uh, and and then again, she reached out too. She's like, "Well, how else can I help and, and support too?" So, well, she's just very sweet that way. So mm-hmm. it's like the movie. You're somebody now. You've you've passed Joan Gary in the, in the <laughs> rankings, right? <laughs> so the uh, about fifty two percent of of everybody in now is listening to podcasts, and the average listener listens to about seven hours a week of podcasts. So wow. podcast is very much kind of replaced the radio listening what they used to. People still uh, actually listen to the most at work, slightly more than either in the car or at home. But I, uh, not unlike most people who listen to podcasts, I probably listen to at least seven hours a week, and I actually listen to them as I sleep because it keeps me from having nightmares for some reason. So that's, oh, that's crazy! So kind of weird. Except the except the murder ones. You just, right? You don't don't know, know, yeah. I know people that yes. listen. No, to I don't them. listen to those. Don't, right? Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to true crime before you go to bed. What would really be weird is the only way I don't have nightmares is if I listen to true crime. Right. right. Yeah, that, that would be would really be weird. weird. Right. Yeah. I always think it's so interesting. I know a few people that listen to it at the gym while they're working mm-hmm. out. I would not. I don't know how they do that. I get it. It's like kind of like watching a TV show, but I need some like jam out music to keep me going. If I listen to a podcast, I'm like, oh my god. And this is my problem. I used to listen to music when I went to bed, uh, but I'm so such a lyrics guy that I I, oh, crazy. I yeah. couldn't stop listening. You know, it kept me right. awake listening to the lyrics. So, That's so funny. some of the, my favorite podcasts. I'll let you guys share a little bit here too. Uh, one of us do every week is Freakonomics, which is heavily economics based. It's kind of an edgy view of some different uh, parts of it. Economics, one of the top 10 podcasts in the world, and it's hosted wow. by Stephen Dubner, who does a great job with that one and some other ones. This is the Radio Lab, which kind of tells unique stories. It's done by NPR, and NPR does another podcast I listen to almost every week called Planet Money, which is another kind of economics-focused podcast. I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. Bill Simmons is, again, top 20 in the, in the country. Bill Simmons got fired from ESPN. And basically gave them the middle finger and said, I'm going to go do this instead. So he started his own podcast network. He's got like six or seven different podcasts now that he's part of. And he's making far more money now than he ever did at ESPN through this podcast network he created. So So another one I listened to is called Stuff You Should Know. Stuff You Should Know is two guys from Atlanta, just regular Joes, to be honest with you. And their podcast is entirely based around educating you about something obscure. It's the backstory of everything. Oh. So they'll tell you about the history of peanuts. They'll tell you about how blimps work. They just did an ec- uh, episode on, like, the history of Pig Latin, where it came from, why, why it exists, and how it's still used. Uh, but it's called Stuff You Should Know, and it's really just kind of a, almost like a, if you're a trivia buff, you'll love the podcast, too. Listen to Rebecca Undam's Growing Small Towns podcast. I do some economic development work on the side, and her podcast is a great resource for. Mm-hmm. It's she's a champion for small towns, and she really gets those those small town people who are trying to do better in their own small towns fired up. Well, and then uh, overnight, fantasy sports podcast, which makes for some very interesting dreams, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, shaking hands with some very interesting people and have. <laughs> 
nightmares about about starting lineups now instead of uh, other stuff. So that's so funny. So, Abby, what do you like to listen to? You mentioned cereal. I wrote them down. So Doctor Death is one of my favorite. Mm. I think it's so interesting how people went through medical school and like made a living out of like killing people pretty mm. much. So interesting. Um, S Town. Is another one that is super good. Serial, um, and then probably my favorite crime podcast so far that I listened to that like was didn't give me nightmares um, was Unspeakable Crime: The Killing of Jessica Chambers. She was a young girl that was burned alive in her car, oh, wow. um, and to this day they think some people in the town think that they that that the wrong guy was convicted of her doing it but then of course obviously other people are like no he definitely had to so it's kind of it was kind of like oh i'm fascinated by unsolved mysteries i am too it they're so good but they're those bringing are that back by the way as a show show that old deal unsolved really? mysteries yeah. yeah so those are my favorite that i probably patrick um i have a, I have a couple um one is the pat mcafee show so yes. Pat McAfee, <laughs> punter for the Colts for a number of years. I find him to be unbelievably hilarious. Like if I could come back as a human being, I would come back as Pat McAfee because he's just so funny. And it reminds I don't yeah, I just he's way And it's amazing because punters are usually the most dull guys. Right. In the right. Team. Yeah. yeah. You don't even know Not their yet. name most of the time. No. Even the quarterback doesn't know their name most of the time, but he is <gasps> Special among them, that's it, for sure. He's just fantastic. I am a, I'm a basic podcast listener because I listen to Joe Rogan. Um, mm-hmm. Just from a three-hour deep dive into anything and anywhere, uh, I find it fascinating. Mostly because, A, I am also a uh, big on conspiracy theories and, mm-hmm. and uh, alternative thought process. Like, that's the first time that I had heard the concept that we are all living in a computer simulation. Where we are all just a computer simulation reminding us of what a past uh, society used to be and that this is run by aliens and whatever. It's If you ever want to just freak your brain out, when Joe Rogan's freaked out oh. and then I'm freaked out, it sounds That's fantastic. But he's got the most interesting guests and they open up to him in a way that I've never – like you would not expect – and last time I checked, that's the number one podcast yeah. in America is Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because he scares everyone. <laughs> if you remember him, he wasn't that great of an actor. So no. it's amazing he's so good at his podcast. <laughs> so good. And I just always like, I always wanted somebody to be in the room at the same time where I'm interviewing somebody. And I'd go, hey, Jamie, can you look that up on the internet? And that, that would somebody would uh, look at it. And then my final one that I listen to a lot um, actually is called the Nonprofit Architect Podcast. It's mm. done by my buddy, uh, Travis Johnson. And he... Um, it, it's a nonprofit uh, podcast for those who are thinking about starting a nonprofit. And so he gives mm. you all the tools and tips and tricks of how to actually start. And uh, he's really, really good at what he does. He's got that nice Oklahoma drawl that kind of just woos, like lures you in. He text, he's got great questions and stuff. He's really, uh, it's a really good one too. So. So what's next for the podcast? You have another uh, season starting soon, right? yep. another season of 50 episodes starting soon. Yep. Do you, what kind of, uh, give a shout out right now, like what kind of guests are you still looking to get on? What have you, what niche have you not filled yet? Or what to, like specific guests, like you mentioned, uh, Joan, uh, would you love to have on? Right. I think, um, I think the next season of podcasts are going to solve specific issues for nonprofits. Mm. I think we're going to get really di- like dive into like the first season was cool because we were like 
featuring small nonprofits kind of doing awesome things. And then we kind of moved into this, all right, well, let's give them some tips and tricks about, you know, general things that will associate our guests with like how to how to relate guests, right? So somebody who's got an SEO, how do you relate that to nonprofits or how do you do marketing and relate it? I think season three is going to be fun because we're going to hone in on specific solutions to nonprofit issues and um, finding guests who are experts in their field and, and how they yeah. can help and tie things. That's a great idea. Like yeah. I said, you guys are solving problems, which is yeah. really why you know all media exists is really just to help these people. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you guys do such a great job supporting those nonprofits that know something about what they're doing, but they really could use that extra push to get them to be to make more money and to fundraise better and to do more good. So, yep. so here's your chance to thank whoever you want to thank for uh, getting through getting you through these first hundred episodes. Um. Well, so first, uh, first and foremost, uh, it'd be awkward because I'm going to sit and stare at you across the table and thank your face. Um, this, uh, this would. I'm going to edit that out, by the way. No, I'm not. <laughs> gonna this in. I'm going to talk about it for a long period of time, so it won't. Uh, uh, Lee, you have been instrumental in making this an actual thing, like from idea to like actually putting it. Like mm-hmm. the idea is great. Uh, but not having any technical abilities to f- functionally put this from point A to point B. Uh, partly inspired uh, while I was a, kind of on your podcast mm-hmm. back in the day. I just love this whole sort of concept of it. Uh, and you have consistently been our biggest cheerleader, which is why yeah. uh, we invited you on to be our 100th episode guest is because uh, nobody deserves the, the, the limelight more than you do to making this thing a reality. And it, it, we could put all the great content in the world and record it. And we don't do anything with it and put it out in good things. Uh, Especially because sometimes we wouldn't get the podcast to him until, like, Wednesday at 5 o'clock. There's a 100% chance that, like, a dozen of these yeah. podcasts are done and edited within 12 minutes. Correct. <laughs> um, just and not, and not out of uh, Lee doing anything except for us not getting just, him the thing. Yeah. So you get a trooper <laughs> in that sense, uh, for sure. Well, I appreciate your patience with my self-taught editing skills, which aren't always very good. And uh, sometimes it sounds a little funky, but... Um, I listened to probably the podcast at least two and a half, if not three times before it gets published. And I'm still, even after listening to it three straight times, I still have those moments where like, damn, that was good. What, what that yeah. guest just said, that's very meaningful to your, mm. to your listeners. So you guys are the one that are facilitating, like I said, those good moments for your, for your customers and for your listeners. So congratulations on that. So any final words before we wrap? Thank you to all our guests. Yes. Take it, obviously take it couldn't a be at 100 without I, them. No, absolutely. And thanks to everybody who listens to and just and yeah. subscribes and and gave ratings of five stars because that was super cool and awesome. Mm-hmm. And and then sharing it with other people, too. I think that's really one of the cool things is like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. And I can't tell you how many people or you know have sent emails like, hey, I found I listened to your podcast or somebody told us to listen to you. Great piece of advice or great guest or great right. interview. And uh, that's really weird when you have no idea who these people are and yet they're, you know, impacted mm-hmm. by something a guest said or that you randomly mentioned. Uh, and it's, it's just awesome. So, yeah. And whether they've been guests or not, thank all those nonprofits out there for doing the kind of work that we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. the filling the gaps and then helping those people, those, those uh, need people in need that don't have anywhere else to turn. So thank you to them. And uh, certainly if you have ideas for the next hundred episodes, uh, Reach out to us, and that will be, as Patrick said, in the show notes. <laughs> so uh, thanks again, both you guys, for letting me be the host today. Yeah. Appreciate that. And congratulations on 100. Looking forward to the next 100. Woo!
Woo! Let's pop the champagne. I like it. Thanks, guys. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Duguid University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Duguid University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.